Welcome to Expressed with Kirsten Morrison, a podcast dedicated to the revolution of the individual, fully expressed as the incredible, unique soul you are in your genius, creativity, voice, and legacy. I'm not the biggest fan of titles, but the one I've thrown in my bio is Alchemist because I weave together human design, mindset practices, and breathwork to support you through a process of inner alchemy to become an instrument of purpose. Because it's my belief that the more of us who are lit up and thriving by sharing our sound to the collective, the more harmony we'll experience together. Over eight episodes, myself and some incredible guests are going to be exploring the topics of individuality, success, growth, and authentic self-expression in the pursuit of your purpose from a seasonal approach. Because life and business comes in seasons, and it's about learning to love the one you're in. So let's dive into this season of Expressed. She's got herself sorted, I think. How did I get so unsorted from the last I don't know. episode? Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Kirsten's podcast. Who the fuck am I? I'm Steph Doyle and I'm interviewing <laughs> this beautiful woman for her podcast today. And I'm just so excited to chat and create a space for her to share more of herself with you here in this intimate setting and um if you've listened, I don't know when she's going to release these episodes. This is very human. I'm very raw and real. Tomorrow. Uh, t- <laughs> okay, yep. Classic manifesto. She's going to release them tomorrow. So I feel like this is kind of a – it feels like a little a little buddy to our interview that we just did where you interviewed yes. me. Um, and I feel like there's so much that we talked about on there that I was like, I'm ready to start asking you questions. So I'm excited to have this chat and obviously inviting you to listen to that episode because I think there'll be some linking pieces here mm-hmm. if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't feel like she needs introduction, but I always love, what I really love about introducing people is how they make me feel. And you are, I would say my longest online friend that has become IRL friend, which is so epic. But you are someone who has always made me feel really seen and not just in the magical work you do with human design and my desire to be seen, but even before I recognised I was a projector and knew Mm. anything about human design, the way you've always seen me and made me feel supported and loved and like I'm not alone and not crazy in many moments of wondering who the fuck I am and where am I going and can I do this? And the way you've always elevated, I know for me and for so many people that you've been in spaces with, elevated me to go for the thing and to claim the thing even before I felt like I was ready or could see that for myself. So your ability to see and celebrate and to love ground but also like spark people is beautiful and I'm so grateful for that as a friend. Thank you, my love. And so excited to be here interviewing you. I know. Well, because the podcast disappeared for so long, I thought Love it that. might be helpful to have someone interview me <laughs> to talk about kind of what happened there. Where you been, girl? Yeah, where I've been. Where have you been, girl? Well, talk to me. If you don't know, and for those who are first time listeners or <laughs> just have not been there for the last like year and a half, is I had actually two different versions of the podcast before yes. this one. And the first was called The Ground Up. I remember. And that was, and you were on it. I was on it. <laughs> I remember. And that was really the start of my journey. And the reason I called it that was because I was talking about my process of feeling like 
I was moving in the ground up and mm. I was at ground level and I was building myself up and I was building my vision and building my purpose and building my business. Mm. And I brought other people on who were doing the same thing. Yeah. And then at some point that stopped feeling resonant for me because I didn't feel like I was at the ground anymore and I that just didn't feel like where I was headed. It felt representative of where I'd been, but it wasn't mm. where I was going. Mm. So I changed the name to The Expressed Podcast. Yes. And then I just clammed up. Mm. I was like, I don't know how to share on here anymore. Yeah. And I realized that was because I didn't feel expressed. And this was mm. before I really found human design. I kind of mm-hmm. knew a little bit of it and I'd had my reading, but I hadn't stepped into it yet. Mm-hmm. I was aware, but I hadn't had my breakthrough. And so I kind of called bullshit on myself and I'm like, girl, you can't have an expressed podcast (laughs) if you're not actually expressed. And it didn't feel like a fake it till you make it type of moment. Mm. It was like a, you need to go figure out how to be expressed before you have a podcast called expressed. Mm. And so I said to everyone, yo, I'm just going to take a short break. (laughs) So... And then that has turned into like a year and a half because the when I said that it was December 2020. Mm. And so much has obviously happened since then for all of us. <laughs> but, but what happened in that process was really me going away, you know, and I was joking with a friend the other day and she was like, be right back as a new person because that's what it kind of feels like. Mm. I do feel like a whole oh. new person since... I said I'm going to take a short break. But what also transpired in the short break is I had a client reach out to me and she was like, oh, um, when are you bringing your podcast back? I I love love the podcast. And she's like, I just listened to this episode. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I had no (laughs) memory of this episode. And so then when I looked at what the episodes were, I was like, I don't resonate to most of what I've said here anymore. Wow. And – not from a place of like any of it was necessarily bad, but I can recognize that there was still a lot of dogma mm-hmm. in what I was sharing. Like mm-hmm. even like, you know, you know, you need a morning ritual. Like there was like stuff like that yeah. of like perpetuating these things that I was just like, I don't want to have that energy anymore. I want everybody to be fully self-expressed and I want this to be a space of individuality. And I don't want to be perpetuating anyone to think that they need a morning ritual if that doesn't work for them. Like I just was like, Ugh. and so I just had this real ick feeling mm. and I sat with it and then I announced you have a week <laughs> to listen <laughs> to these episodes before I wipe them from the internet. Amazing. And I did. I just cleared the slate because I think mm. that that was also part of what has been happening for me is I archived a lot of posts. Yep. I deleted those episodes. Like I was really just clearing the space for this version to have a stage to step forward. And I really had to like let go of a lot of things before that happened. Mm. And so now we have a fresh slate to have round three, which is actually just season one. (laughs) I have two questions on this. One, what is the vision for this creation moving forward? Mm. And what do you see for it? I feel like as a manifester, sometimes I don't always have the answer to that in the moment. 
what I've really learned about being a manifester is often when you have an urge to do something, you've actually got really no comprehension of where it's taking you Mm -hmm. and the magnitude of that. And I think that I've kind of stopped forward planning in that way now mm-hmm. and I'm just more like this is this feels so important to do now and I don't know why and I don't know where it's going mm. but it's actually just about trusting the unknown in that and knowing that actually for me how it works is that the momentum and the puzzle pieces come behind me mm-hmm. rather than it being laid out in front of me. Yes I had that feeling when I asked and I wanted to share that because I think it's important and an important message for people to continue trusting themselves even in the uncertainty mm. because I mean obviously the deep reality of life is that nothing's certain no. everything's impermanent, <laughs> and there's certain things that are certain we don't know when the fuck they're going to happen mm. and so much I know in my own experience I've been caught up in the need for certainty the need to know yeah and so seeing people who can model in the imperfection of being a human and still having doubt and questioning it, but who can model in like just taking action, the certainty is really powerful. Mm. I think the other thing is, and, and this is a classic, probably projector deep, like insightful seeing you. Love it. This is going to go this there. Is what you're here for. Um, <laughs> question, but I obviously know you personally, and we've had some really personal conversations, particularly on our last, on our last sh- shoot with what you've gone through. Mm. And as I'm sitting here hearing about, you know, the last iteration of your podcast was expressed and your recognition of the journey you've had to take, mm. you know, in, in where you're like, I actually don't feel like I'm expressed. You've been through some really big personal things in that time which called you in to express yourself. Yes. And I don't know how much you desire to share on that or if there's snippets there that felt really poignant and powerful in parts of this journey to be here now. Mm. I think that letting go of who I had been Mm -hmm. and clearing the space for that came in a lot of different ways. I'm going to get a little bit emotional. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Classic. (laughs) Uh The fucking deep and focused aura. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Got me. Um, But, you know, part of that was letting go of a relationship that really wasn't aligned Mm. and – recognizing how much that had held me back and having to face off with how much I had stayed out of fear of being alone. Mm. And I think that part of what transpired in letting that go has been such a big puzzle piece to who I am now. Mm. Because it allowed me to recognise how capable I am. Yeah. And I think that that was something that I was missing, mm-hmm. was that I was really didn't think that I was as capable as I am. And that was such a big reclamation of myself, was that I am actually completely okay mm-hmm. Alone because I'm actually not alone. Mm. And I think that I had a fear of being with myself and a fear that I couldn't trust myself to take care of myself. Mm. And if you don't trust yourself and your capabilities to stand on your own two feet in life, then that's 
going to translate in your business too. Yeah. And so be really, 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 really being with myself in a really deep personal way over the last year has been monumental for the success I'm now experiencing in my business because I truly trust in my capability and I trust that I'm going to be able to figure it out no matter what. Mm. And I've come into much more of a deep place of acceptance and love for myself in that journey as well. And I feel like a manifestor's like biggest dream <laughs> is to just have a clear run at their life and their dreams and to experience the peace that comes from being able to say yes to yourself, yes to your vision and yes to your life. And for a long time, I didn't have a clear run. Like I constantly was being met with resistance. And so having let that resistance go, it's allowed me to have a clear run at my life, at myself and at my business in such a deep way that I had never experienced before and really taking ownership and healing that part of myself that didn't feel capable Mm. to do it is now gone. And so, you know, I've had so much feedback from people that don't know anything about that situation that are like, oh my God, like, you know, you, you just seem so in your power. You, you're doing so much. Like you've created so many things. Like, wow, you, you're really on it. You know, like everyone's sort of like recognizing the mm. momentum and what's, ha- you know, what's happening in that. And, and also just literally this entirely new person because I've finally had the freedom to explore that and to say yes to myself, yes to my life, yes to the creations I want to birth, in the time that I want to do it, in the way that I want to do it with nothing standing in my way. And that has been so liberating, so freeing, so healing, so transformative. And I also recognize that I've really just only even in the last like couple of weeks really landed in this space of, okay, like I feel really good now and like we can move forward. So I'm like, whoa, like where can we go from here? Mm. You know, the possibility to me seems so endless and I feel like there's so much shifting that's incoming and like I said, I don't actually really know where it's going right now but I do feel this last couple of quarters of the year into next year is going to be so new and different and things I've never experienced or even thought I would be able to hold but that trust in my capability had to come first. And, you know, in the last year and a half, I've just feel like I've just rebuilt myself. And I actually had like a little chuckle to myself when I thought of that first podcast episode being the ground up, because I feel like actually that is truly what has happened in the last year and a half is this rebuilding, building a whole new body to hold where I'm headed. Yes. But so much had to happen to get to mm. today. <laughs> I mean, just wow. And thank you for going there and answering that question because we didn't talk about these questions beforehand. And I 
you know, when you were sharing it first around the podcast, something I also feel like you really beautifully hold and share and activate within people is the authenticity. And I love your own expression of that. And I think it's really beautiful for, for us to hear the authenticity of where you have been. And I think, you know, and I know we all know that people's success stories aren't just linear, like climbing up the stairs. We know it's up, down, around, in, out, upside down. Like we know that. Mm. But I think it's really helpful to hear that. And I know for me in my experience, like I love seeing people who are 50 steps ahead of me in their business or what they're creating. But I've, I struggle to feel the resonance because mm. I'm like, you are just so down that track right now that <laughs> I – but what about like steps one and two back here? Like you are up to number 17 and I'm, I'm lost, yeah. you know? And I think it's really important to, for people to hear these true, intimate, real moments of life because life is constantly happening in and around our business. Mm. Um, and I just want to celebrate you because it takes great courage to choose yourself and to even just recognize that things aren't supporting you mm. and aren't what you want it to be and then the the juggle of oh but life tells me that things should be like this and or I'm of a certain age and I should want this and things should be happening this way and then like uh, 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 uh. Mm. so I'm just really proud of you for going whoa like this this is not who I want to be and this is not how I want to live and I'm going to just courageously choose myself in the uncertainty mm. which you rock so very well and I think like that point of you know because of my age and this is what society says you know that was a large part of what held me in that situation as well because I didn't want to start over I didn't Mm. want to miss out on the opportunity to have kids like there were so many things that were tying me to that that actually on the other side of letting that go and having to also let go of the fact that maybe that does mean that I don't have Mm. kids like I don't know Mm. but I think that sometimes we hold on to dreams and visions and narratives that society place in our head and we don't even realise that we're holding on to it from that space. Mm -hmm. And so there was so much fear around being alone, missing out on having kids. What would it look like to be, you know, at that stage, 36, you know, now I'm 37 and alone and like I was like, oh my God, like dating apps and dating at this age, like, you know, I was like going into the story around it mm-hmm. rather than what could be possible instead. And I think that like what, you know, I've discovered in that process is like sometimes the fears that we have around those things are not actually valid fears because mm. at the end of the day, staying in a misaligned situation is only going to continue to get more misaligned and the impact that that has on your life is a lot more than sometimes we see when we're in it. And I think that the the gift on the other side of that was actually just a really deep trust in life because I was like, you know, I think we sometimes have these really human desires of like, well, this is what I, you know, this is what everyone else is doing. I should be married by now and I should be this and I should have baby. Da, 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 da. And it's like, what if, and this is the, the conversation that I had with myself. I was like, what if in your last life you had like 20 children <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. life is all about you and you're staying in a situation because you think you're meant to have children. Like what if literally you're not? And I had to start to play in the possibility like mm. what if, 
the life that you signed up for and that your soul chose to experience is not what your mind thinks you should have. And that doesn't mean that you don't desire those things, but like what if that's actually just not in your path and that's Mm. not the role you came here to play? And what if the role that you chose is actually better than your mind could even imagine? You know, I'm like, what if I am meant to be a dog mum? What if I am meant to play some sort of, you know, mothering role to many people in this lifetime, but it's not that. And Mm. I think that Mm. letting go of that and letting go of the control around that, it's like remaining open, like, cool, that could still happen and I'm open to it. And if it doesn't happen, my life is still going to be fucking amazing. Yes. And we spoke about that in our episode is things that are meant for us aren't ever going to miss us. Mm. And it's, yeah, I, I just think it's really brave and courageous of you to go like, yeah, like separate yourself and what you want from like what the world wants. And I think there's a lot of conversations I'm having now with women around motherhood, like I'm 30 and I don't think I want children. And I keep thinking about like, mm. I don't think I, I, even this morning I was literally thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want children. I that I selfishly want to experience pregnancy <laughs> perhaps yeah. maybe you could be a surrogate for me later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, why am I getting a flash forward and me like oh remember that day we spoke about it oh my god but, uh, yeah like there's just but but life and different people that I meet along the way when I say that are like holy fuck like you could not not be a mum like you were you know mm. and I'm like oh, I don't know if I want this for my life and mm. and and I'm like Oh, what if I have FOMO? Like, what if I, what if we end up being old and we have no kids? And I go, fuck, I regret not doing that. Like, I was literally thinking about this this morning. And I don't know right now, and I'm cool with not knowing. Mm. So I just want to celebrate you for all of the uncertainty that you have had to navigate in like life and your dreams and the things that you want for your life, but you're not sure. And ultimately putting yourself first. Mm. On the topic of dreams, because I feel like it's a really big part of my life and my work and who I am, what are, like, I would love to hear some unapologetic dreams from you. Mm. And I want to start having these conversations with people too, because I think it's fun to play in the ideas of dreams, even if they're not happening, even if they might not happen. Mm. But like, what is alive for you right now? Because I know as a manifester, there is this sense of like uncertainty and distrusting. But yeah. yeah, I'm curious, like, are there some really big, bold dreams that have been sitting on your heart for a while? Mm. So I really want to answer that question again through the lens of human design, as I tend to do. Yes, love, love, <laughs> love, love. But um, I am a six line profile. Yes. And so we live life in three phases. Mm-hmm. The first 30 years is all about trial and error, which man, did I relate hard to in that that experience. (laughs) I feel like that's another question that I was thinking of today is just like the colourful life that you have lived. Oh, yeah. It's like nine lives. Yeah, like you have done so many different things that it blows my mind. Yeah, I've lived – and so many people don't know like my full journey. (laughs) We might not have time for that today, but I've worn so many different hats in that first 30 years – but this, the phase that I'm in right now is in the what they call the on-the-roof phase. So mm-hmm. we change up the perspective that we view life on. We're healing from the first 30 years. We're alchemizing mm-hmm. the wisdom from the first 30 years into things that we can transmute to the collective. We're gathering tools like human design, breathwork, coaching. We're gathering all these things that is ultimately going to help us 
really hit our groove, which is actually when we're 50. And what I love about human design is there's so many aspects to view what I feel like are the energetics of our purpose, Mm -hmm. but we have a choice on how we're going to execute them. Yes. And so for me, I really feel that there are so many different places that I feel could possibly happen and sometimes I joke but I'm like not even really joking that like maybe one day I will become a lawyer or I'll somehow figure out a way to understand some of the things that are systemically wrong with our society Mm. because my the energetics of my purpose is all about empowering people to be individualistically themselves Mm. and I feel that everybody on this planet has the right to live a purposeful life but I feel that there's so many systems and structures in the way of us being individuals and living our authentic dreams so for me there's so many different dreams and ideas that are kind of simmering gently away of how that could happen Mm. but I also understand that I've got some real fuck shit up energy as well that I could really lean into that is very disruptive but I think that we need to have some level of disruption to the systems that are blocking Mm. the ability that we all have to live freely in the truth of our soul and so some of what I really want to explore in possibly the 40s chapter is like how can we you know not only in kind of the work that I do now which is like you know human design and breath work and you know supporting women to you know integrate what they need to integrate to hold the space for their legacy Mm. but also like how can we go a little bit deeper than that how can we work with the systems that are that are preventing that from happening in the first place like how can Mm. we go back to the root of the problem Mm -hmm. and also how can we begin to lift the people up that have fallen through the cracks of the system that have failed us so there is an idea and I, I don't want to expand on it too much but definitely there is an idea that will probably come through in the next couple of years around a physical space mm-hmm there is also an idea simmering away that's a collaboration with someone else that's an app mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. be very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but where that goes from there, I'm not really sure. But I do mm-hmm. really see myself leaning into some sort of systemic reform or working with any pretty much anything that has a system mm. after it. I feel like yeah. I want to help change. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like there's like a lot to come And, like, I think that I'm just – I trust that I'm building the space to be that version that can hold the magnitude of what I sense is incoming Mm -hmm. that I'm sure if I actually knew, I would probably be like, whoa, no, like, because (laughs) I actually had a psychic reading recently and the psychic said to me – and I knew I was in for like a wild reading when she was like, when you were born, I'm like, oh shit, we're going oh right my, back to oh birth. But Lord. she said I was, she's like, you were going backwards. And I was mm. like, I know my birth story. I was actually going upwards rather than downwards. And my mum actually has like a little popped out like chest area because I was pushing so hard to go backwards. Literally. And the psychic was like, they showed you your soul path at that time and you were just like, fuck no. And so (laughs) like, I obviously know the challenges I've overcome here and you know, that Mm. first 30 years is a six line. Like, like you said, very colorful life. So many things has happened that Mm. I've experienced and navigated and journeyed through that have given me such a deep empathy and understanding and perspective for so many people's journeys because I've 
lived it too myself. Mm. And, you know, I have worn so many different hats and experienced so many different things that, you know, even the psychic was like, I wasn't even sure if this was all one person when I tapped into wow. you because it was just so much. And so I recognize where I've been. But when she told me that, there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, what if it's about things that are still coming up? I was like, shit. But she did say that like, she's like, what happened when you were 30? She's like, it feels like you came online or something. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I I chose the path that I'm on now. And so it's interesting to have now chosen what's coming rather than being bumped around by life. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't fully know what it is yet, I feel that it's it's going to probably be a lot bigger than I could ever imagine. Isn't it interesting how, you know, I'm just like, I can't wait to be sitting here in five, ten years' time and just the the connecting of dots that occur on our journey and mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that all makes sense. Like even getting some feelings that, you know, like you share stuff about your life on your Instagram stories, like different seasons <laughs> of it. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah. When, when did this happen? Like, what the hell? And, you know, the parts that I do know and hearing you talk about these systemic things, like I can see how that experience has sort of played into that, mm. perhaps in a way. Like, who knows what's going to happen from here? I think mm. that's really exciting. And I, I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready for today, I was like, your your range is incredible. <laughs> Your range yeah. to explore and try different things. Like, can you just yeah. rattle off like a little list of things, like hats that you've worn? Yeah. So, well, my previous sort of corporate thing that was keeping all my dreams afloat running in the background this whole time, um, well, obviously up until I went full time in my biz, which mm. was February 2020, great time. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Baptism by fire. So, was running in the background was an event manager. So yes. that was my thing was events. I went to uni to study Bachelor of Business with event management and marketing. If I had one regret, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't go to uni. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so that was kind of running in the background the whole time. Even when I went to London and had that whole experience and lived overseas and that was sort of still running in the background at that time as well. Um, but what a lot of people, I guess, who have only known me from the coaching space don't know Mm. is like when I came home from London, I started a jewelry line, which was stocked in boutiques around Brisbane. And that also came hand in hand with a blog. But what was really interesting about that, and I had this moment the other day, because one of the things that I feel in the last year, when we were talking about this journey to be up here in this moment, to have this podcast is I felt like so many of the little puzzle pieces along the way, just all of a sudden, all these timelines collapsed and came together. And I was like, Mm. wow, all of these versions are me and they're all having an opportunity to do this now. Mm. And there's an incredible um, Steve Jobs commencement speech. Mm -hmm. He talks about this. He's like, all of these little different things that he did, like, were Apple, like that they all needed to happen to make Apple. And so for me, I recognize all of these little dots along the way that actually were all needed for where I am and where I'm going because, mm. you know, I just launched physical products. There's more coming. Like it's like all these little things that were part of the <laughs> story is like back again. Mm. And so what I had at the time was this blog and the jewelry line and it was called Starring Nobody. And this part of my journey, I really had such low self-confidence, low self-esteem, no belief in myself. And I called it Starring Nobody because I was like, I'm a nobody. Nobody needs to know about me in this. Mm. 
And like, I was like, you know, I just, I'm happy just behind the scenes. Like no one needs to know who I am. I'm just the nobody in the creation. And it's going to be about everybody else but me. And so I was hiding behind that brand. Mm. And then after I did that for a little while, I did, I integrated like a clothing line into that. And that was how I met one of my really good friends who had a dream to move to America. And that had been one of my dreams when I was younger as well. And that took me on this whole side journey of like having my American dream kind of re-sparked. And so that was simmering away in the background for a little bit as well. In that kind of place when that was simmering and I was thinking about how I wanted to get there, I let go of the clothing line and the Mm -hmm. blog and all of those things under Starring Nobody. And I connected with another friend and we started a – a fashion blog together amazing, and that had incredible success like you know I was hosting fashion parades at Westfield and we were Bonds ambassadors and like just so many different things that we you know had this amazing thing going and but eventually what I found in that process was I was like I don't feel right about this mm-hmm. because what I felt like we were doing was promoting consumerism for things we weren't buying for ourselves. Right. And I was like, why am I influencing people to spend money on things that I'm not paying for? Like this feels fucking Mm. weird. So the parts of it that I liked, you know, and what I really learned in all of that, that season of fashion design and blogging and all these things was how to create beautiful things online, Mm -hmm. design, like all of these Mm. little things that kind of like, you know, the things that you see with like my Canva tiles and my brand. Everyone's like, who did your branding? I'm like, me. (laughs) But it's like because I learned about all that at that time and I developed that eye, you know, I developed, you know, I recently realized like in that time we did so many cool like videography things where we did like a video for Topshop and like so many cool things that happened in that time that was all about the artistry and that real vision and the creative aspect that I then let die when I moved on to my next little phase, which was really this deep activism phase where I went full mm-hmm. vegan blogger, full activism mode, which is also part of my design as well, yeah. which I see now. But like I feel that I went so far down that rabbit hole, I went all into that. Mm-hmm. And that was where I think I learnt about some of the things around people that I wanted to support and help. And that was where that kind of started to come through. And that all simmering away, ticking away, then ended up landing me on this dream trip of a lifetime in America for my three-month trip, mm-hmm. which is where I realized that I had been on this whole pursuit of purpose in my 20s and I was looking outside of myself for the solution. And I was, what am I here for? What am I meant to be doing? What's my thing? Where's my lightning bolt from the sky? Why is it working for everyone else and not me? And also now having understanding the six-line journey, I was having mm-hmm. all these experiences bumping around to gather all this wisdom But what happened on that trip is I realized that I didn't believe in myself and it actually wouldn't matter until I did. Then it wouldn't matter even if the purpose slapped me in the face. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to hold it. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to coming home and giving up the American dream and choosing to commit to myself and the inner work rather than, oh, if I move somewhere else and I run away from myself, that's the answer. Mm. So I came home and I really faced off with myself and that's the year I immersed myself fully into personal development. Yes. And within that, I was like, shit, because the first workshop I stepped into within two days, I had cracked the story of I'm not good enough and recognized it for not being true and recognizing it as part of my past experience, but not my truth. Mm. And I was like, if this can happen in two days, like I want to be 
a part of helping other people with this. Yes. And so then I got my coaching diploma and I did my breathwork qualifications and all of the things that then led me down the path to being a business owner and being a coach and a mentor and doing breath work. And then it really turned around when I found human design though. Mm. That was what I think really was the big pivot moment. And I think that the girl that came home to from America to find herself, I think Mm. I thought I had found it, but I think human design actually allowed me to truly complete that search process yeah wow and really understand who I was mm. and embrace it and run with it mm. what do you see it just thank you for sharing that because I mean the level of skill that is required <laughs> to navigate all of those things and and the excitement I feel in hearing all of this and how these pieces will uh, circle back in different ways. I feel similarly in my journey of like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I have that resource, like my first ever photo shoot. I was pulling out all of almost the customer service skills I learned mm. along the way. And like oh, I, I totally inter- forgot I was a stylist as well for a while. I photographed, I photographed a campaign. Yes. I did a photography campaign for a T-shirt company in America, wow. here in Australia. So I was a little photographer for a hot mate, there. Mate, <laughs> all of the things. Yeah. Um, but the the skills that are learnt along the way yeah, and how they then intertwine, it's like trusting that even if the path isn't looking like you want it to right now, yeah. those pieces will become useful because I think we have this thing of like, oh, my God, am I wasting time doing this degree and then quitting? Or if I like read mm. this book and I don't finish it, like is this wasting time? And I think it, this is a great example of like you're not wasting time and it's actually fucking okay and really yeah. cool to explore different things and try different totally. things on and be okay with things not being forever because we have, I think, our generation really breaking through that like, oh, well, you get a job when you're 20 and then that's it till forever. Yeah. Like we're really – fuck, well, I'm not fitting that mould, you're not anytime soon. And there's a lot of people that we know who aren't. And I yeah. think that's really cool that we have this this range within ourselves and our skills yeah, along totally. the way. And I also think that that's one of the things that I kind of found in the pursuit of my purpose was actually there is no one thing. And I think this is what holds so many people mm. back is, am I doing the thing? Am I getting it right? Am I? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? Like, Or what am I meant to be doing? And it's like what I think human design has given me such a cool layered context to is the being ourselves is the point. And when we actually can master the energetics of who we are and what we have to contribute, that actually anything we choose to do, anything that feels good, anything that we desire to do, when we filter it through the unique gift that we have that comes from being ourself, that anything we do is actually on purpose. And this is why I think it's given me so much freedom, especially understanding as a six line, like there's so much more to come and I'm not really actually going to hit my real groove until I'm 50. I'm like, whoa, like it, but like that actually feels really exciting for me because Mm. I'm like, what the fuck else is possible? And it's like, what else am I going to do? Like, this is so cool to think that like, where I'm sitting now, like maybe that's not going to be a thing in five years time. Like I don't know how long this chapter of the journey is going to continue for, but it's like understanding it's actually not about 
like the thing. It's about who you're becoming in the process mm. and allowing yourself the freedom to allow it to evolve mm. because it is going to take on many different faces. And how exciting is that, that we get to explore so many different avenues to using our gifts? Yes. I love that reminder too, that purpose, you know, there's a lot of purpose chat. And I know in the past in the online spaces and in different industries is like big, like find your purpose. What is my purpose? Da, 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 da. And I think it's just such a powerful reminder that, and, and this is where I'm really sinking into that, like me being alive is the purpose. Mm. Me feeling really fucking good in my life and experiencing joy and bliss and pleasure and excitement is the purpose. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of outsourcing of myself, my time, my energy, and this is through my lens and my experience of like, well, my purpose has got to be for me like ending suicide or preventing suicide or this like greater purpose, greater impact. But what I'm coming to learn is like the most impactful ways that I can exist is through me experiencing bliss, joy, pleasure mm. and living from a place of desire and dreams. Totally. And just recognising that like, fuck, like it, I don't need a purpose to be human and alive and mm. to be impactful. Yeah, totally. I I think last question I want to ask is because you've got these beautiful disruptive and very innovative energy <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to witness you and how you – will and are bringing it to the human design space. Mm. Is there anything that you desire to see within, I guess, the realms of human design that, yeah, you want to spice up or shake up or add to? Or mm. I think that one of the things that I and my clients think this is so funny, and honestly, like if you say to me like, do you know this person or like, what do you think about? I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like I genuinely, mm. there's only really one person I follow in the human design space so I don't actually really know what's happening in the human yeah. design space to know what I would want to change or spice up because I don't actually know what's happening yeah. and I've very intentionally done mm. that the same with breath work the really only the coaches I follow are either my mentors or my friends yeah but I don't actively follow people in my industry mm. And the reason being is so that I know that anything I'm creating is coming from the most authentic space I can. And if I am unintentionally then disruptive to those spaces, it's not actually with intent, but mm -hmm. more just coming from a space of like, this is how I want to create. I would say probably one thing that I am aware of though, is how mm -hmm. I'm going to be creating this reader training is very different from anything yeah. I've experienced myself or seen. And I think that that is purely just because I am a manifester sharing this mm -hmm. information. And I think projectors, one of your be most beautiful quality is your ability of depth mm. and intricacy and detail, especially as a one three. And there are a lot of one three projectors that teach human design, mm. and that's that's so detailed and beautiful. And there's obviously an incredible amount of space for that, and people that want that depth and detail, and there's other people that don't. Mm. And so for me, I, you know, I'm the type of person that will try and put the cupboard together without the instructions. <laughs> so for me, I'm like Sounds less, right. <laughs> less. <laughs> Less detail mm. and simplicity is actually important to me. Mm. And so I think the way that I'm creating this offering is actually coming from a space of how simple can I dilate this information mm. so that people can understand it really quickly, yeah. integrate it as quickly as possible, and then be able to use it 
in their own way. Like I want this to also be something for coaches and service providers to not necessarily feel like they have to be a human design reader, but understanding their clients as the individual in front of them. Because I think that is probably one of the things that I'm most dissatisfied within the coaching space Mm -hmm. is that something that I think started with such pure intention to help people find their truth has actually deviated away and, and, and become so rigid and dogmatic. And it's, and we've kind of lost focus of the individual and more about, well, this is my methodology and this is what I say works and this is what works and this is the way. And I think it's creating a lot of, um, shame and guilt that's so Mm -hmm. unnecessary and Mm -hmm. so part of my reasoning for creating this course is to help coaches and service providers and practitioners and all of those sort of things be able to meet their clients individual needs Mm -hmm. and also if they want to then also create a human design element of their business but I want it to be done in a way that's very in like seamless and Mm -hmm. simple and just easy so it's like not a million and one videos to watch every week. It's just Mm -hmm. like, this is truly after like a year and a half and hundreds of readings, this is what you actually need to know. And this is how to communicate that to the person in front of you without fucking overwhelming them. And Mm. then they don't do anything with that information. Because when I first started my journey, I was like, oh my God, I've got all this information. There's so many things. And my readings were out of control long Mm -hmm. and just jam packed like I was barely coming up for air I was like this is your energy time and this is your authority and this is it. it's like but now I do things so differently and it's just mm-hmm. all diluted to like this is what this person actually really needs to know so mm-hmm. that they actually feel empowered to go and do something with it and so that's kind of the space I'm playing in at the moment mm-hmm. is like how easy can it be mm. I love that and I love that you uh uh, being an individual in this industry and and being, I guess, within your own energy. And I love this approach because I know for me in the last couple of years, particularly learning more about my human design and then no- noticing the importance of needing to know my clients like mm. and, and just sometimes just to be aware of like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I have, a, I have an understanding of how you operate. I love that you're bringing that as an option for people because it's not just an – this is what I love about I think where we're headed is it's not just black and white, this or that. I love that it gets to weave in. You don't have to be a human design reader and change your whole business and do that yeah. if you don't want to, but it can be a really powerful tool to support you in servicing clients. Like, i.e., I've had business coaches tell me to reach out to people yeah. like cold in the DMs and it's like, yo, bitch, I'm a projector. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't reaching out to anyone. But this is what is helpful to understand your design is like you can then know and have the power to take the power back just because it's worked for somebody someone else doesn't mean it works mm-hmm. for you and just because your mentor says to do it doesn't mean you actually have to do it and exactly. doesn't mean it's right for you. Like you are the CEO of your life and this gives you this empowering mm-hmm. way of being able to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think for me what's really helped – in that process as well to kind of anchor into how I want to do things is like I said, stop looking within my industry for the inspiration and actually look outside of it. Like that's been a really huge thing for me over the last, you know, six to 12 months. That's actually how the icons innovators and inspiration exhibit came through was looking, you know, it actually came from being really inspired. I was watching this documentary on Netflix called the evolution of hip hop And like just seeing all these completely innovative geniuses in the hip hop space and like literally like watching like the first person that invented scratching. And I'm like, 
Wow. Oh, like you don't even think you're like someone literally was like, I'm just going to like scratch this <laughs> record and whoa, that makes a sound. And you don't even think about like where it originated from. Mm. And so that's kind of the place I'm playing in is like, how can we look at the people who have been a legend and an icon in their industries outside of our own? Because actually that's what gives you the the inspiration to go bigger and, and come out of the context of the day-to-day identities of coach, facilitator, practitioner, mentor, human design reader, whatever, and into what do I want my legacy to be? Mm. And I think when we start to think in that way and we look for inspiration from people who have walked the the status of legend before, like mm. we understand that actually we are all living legends we're all icons we're all innovators we all have that within us we just have to be brave enough to choose ourselves and choose to do it differently I feel like that's a perfect place <laughs> to end as always there's more that I could say and flesh out on this but we will yeah. I think we need to come back to this conversation because yeah. it's really powerful and I, I just want to acknowledge you for the individuality and the inspiration that you are bringing through your work and 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 I I know we've had conversations on this as well, like embracing, I guess, some mainstream elements and, mm. and giving ourselves permission to explore and experiment with different things. And I know we had brief conversations about like the music that we want to use within our yeah. you know, <laughs> branding and stuff. Like I yeah. just want to celebrate you for paving your own path, but also how that reflects in helping people discover and journey their own path. Totally. A sense of individuality and and permission to really claim Mm. those unique parts of them and the permission of you don't have to be a fucking cookie cutter to fit in and and, and be successful in what you do. So, Mm. yeah, thank you. And I just celebrate you deeply for like all of this like there's so much to celebrate here and just know that yeah I'm celebrating you and your journey up until to up until this point and the journey that's ahead thank that I you. can't wait to watch thank you for holding space for this interview and allowing me to express some things I haven't shared before and my rehash my journey always a pleasure thank you my love thank I appreciate you. it love you love you too Mwah.